Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. In this series, we are looking at the two letters to the Thessalonian church. This episode is just a taste from the full lesson. It is a standalone teaching meant as special encouragement for you today. So enjoy this short teaching, and we hope you come back tomorrow for the full lesson. Timothy returns. Okay, He meets them at, uh, he's been at Thessalonica, right? He is going to meet them at Corinth and Silas as well. He apparently went to Philippi, which is up here in the north. So they're both going to meet Paul back in Corinth. So verse 6, verse six uh, but now that Timothy has come to us, now indicates actually that when Timothy got there with the report at Corinth, Paul sat down and wrote this letter. He got the report and he sat down and wrote this letter. Because he said, no. But now that Timothy's come. I mean, I'm writing this right now that Timothy's come. It's just a few months after he was there. And he's brought us good news. Now, there's good news, Yuan Galizo. And notice uh, back up in verse 2, you also see the word gospel in verse 2. Same basic word. Uh, usually, you know, we know gospel means good news. It's the same word. Um, usually the good news relates to Christ and what he's done for us on the cross. But it doesn't always mean that. Um, it really depends on the context. You know, as I was looking today, you know, I ran across the, the story of, of Zechariah being told that Elizabeth, his wife, would be with child, John. And says, this good news will be for all Israel. Well, that didn't have to do with eternal salvation. It had to do with, with John the Baptist, right? As the forerunner of the Messiah. Um, there are other descriptions of, of things that are good news, okay? In, uh, in the Gospels and elsewhere. But, so this is not a reference to, you know, the Gospel here in verse uh, 6. It's the report, right? It was a good report. And this report concerned their faith and their love. Faith meaning what? Their Christian doctrine. They were, they were standing strong in Christian doctrine. And their love. They were standing strong in Christian love for one another, which is, quote, the fruit of the Spirit. I think that's why it's singular. While there's a big long list there, but the fruit of the Spirit is... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. Why is it used as singular when it lists as plural? Because the fruit is love. The rest are manifestations of love. Okay. Remember, Jesus said in John 13 in the, in the upper room discourse, you know, I give you a new commandment that you what? love one another, even as I loved you. And he said, by this, all men will know you, that you love one another. And um, something unique about the church dispensation, okay, and this high um, value placed on love and loving one another as the hallmark of a Christian. This is how the world is supposed to recognize us as different from them. This is it. And the report was that they had this type of Christian love. 
uh, Christian love is not a selfish love. It's a love giving up yourself for the benefit of others, right? Um, it's a fruit of the Spirit, okay? And they love. Now, what was the manifestation? And then, then he goes on to say, sorry, then he goes on to say, and in addition, you always think kindly of us. And then there's a participle that follows. The participle longing to see is the evidence that they thought kindly. And that evidence is that they long to see us, just as we also long to see you. So do you see this, these believers that want to be together? They want to share face-to-face -face fellowship. And then verse 7, he says, For this reason, brethren, in all of our distress and affliction, we were comforted about you through your faith. So this section is kind of the comfort section. It's the report. Uh, Paul was so concerned he sent Timothy, right? Now we have the report, and Paul is comforted, okay, not as concerned. But you can see that, you know, Paul himself was facing distress and affliction. Uh, it, he had angst because he didn't know what had gone on. Uh, he didn't know if the tempter had tempted them and they'd fallen away from Christian truth, Christian doctrine, which would be the worst thing that could possibly happen because then all their work there would have just been in vain, right? So now he's comforted. It's a good report. Their faith is strong. They're holding the Christian doctrine. Their love, Christian love is strong. This is good. They long to see them as they long to see them. It's mutual. So we were comforted, he says, about you through your faith. See, that's the most important thing. Here we are with the word faith again. I said it's used multiple times in this section. The most important thing that the Apostle Paul wanted for the Thessalonians was them to be sound in the Christian faith. Sound Christian doctrine. Because again, that is like your strongest uh, barrier or bulwark against being tempted or lured away by some, you know, argument. Thank you for listening to this lesson from the Epistles to the Thessalonians. Jeremy has a companion book to this study available on Amazon for purchase. You can find the link in the description below. You can also find out more information on Jeremy's website, beyondthewalls-ministry.org. We thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you found this lesson useful, informative, and encouraging. Because our desire here at Beyond the Walls is for you to grow in your faith, your love of God, and therefore to have a more joyful, abiding life in Christ.